He normally loves the camera. He normally loves attention. Right now, he loves neither. You know, I think that all of America should be appalled that America's doctor, the leading expert on COVID and public health, doesn't want to divulge information, doesn't want to divulge his communications with big tech. But it goes even beyond that. It does go even beyond that. It goes far beyond that. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. So do weight loss, an important, really in a way, a groundbreaking partner for us. The first time a big company came to us and said, hey, would you please introduce us to your audience? And it's been a great relationship. It's SOTA, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. It stands for state of the art. There's a leaked bit of video from a Zoom meeting with the Ministry of Health in Israel and a brave woman has decided to put her career on the line and probably her freedom, honestly, given what's being done to COVID dissidents and energy dissidents soon, um, soon to be food dissidents. Well, it is being done to food dissidents. The Look what they're doing to the Dutch farmers. Those are food dissidents. And there's more of that to come. It's so crystal clear. There is a whistleblower who's decided to go public. Her name is Yafa Shoraz. In a leaked video, a research team commissioned by Israeli Minister of Health warns we'll have to think medical legal. How to prevent our findings, or pardon me, how to present our findings to avoid lawsuits. Why? Because quite a few slides affects, uh, affects, we said, okay, it exists and reports, but still get it. Now, mind you, some of this is translated from Hebrew to English, and so it's a little bit choppy. And this is a note on, on Twitter, which is certain to be deleted. Uh, Dr. Paul Alexander grabbed part of this. In the Zoom meeting, which took place early in June, the research team reports to Minister of Health senior staff on its findings regarding the safety of the Pfizer injections, she calls them vaccines, Pfizer injections, based on an analysis of side effect reports from December 21, or pardon me, December, yeah, 2021 to May 2022 from a new reporting system launched in December of 2021. The findings revealed a range of long-term side effects, including those not listed by Pfizer and a high rate of rechallenge. That is people getting the side effects again every time they get dosed, tying it directly, of course, to this mRNA trash. She continues her note, which is the team repeatedly stresses establishes causal relations with the injections, which she calls vaccines. Yafa Shiraz Rez continues. Nevertheless, the um, Israeli Minister of Health withheld the findings for two months, even from their own expert committee, which decided three weeks later to clear the injections for infants. 
but it's not. It's certainly not. And no one ever suggests or should ever suggest that it is some type of, uh, you know, depopulation campaign. I mean, it's not like the Gates Foundation used to have another name, is it? Dr. Zabin became the founding director of the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population Control with a mission to help developing countries create their own reproductive health policies and programs. Oh, oh, so, well, but that's just an aside. I mean, rich people never lie. They never deceive to get done what they want to get done. Rich people don't do that. Back to the thread. Yet in contrast to the researchers' findings and conclusions presented to them, the Israeli... The Israeli Minister of Health blatantly claimed in the report that there were no new signals found in the study that are not already known. Signals such as side effects. They also manipulated the reporting rates of adverse events by using a denominator of total doses administered that's 18 million. The new reporting system was launched in December 2021 when majority of 2021 when the majority of Israelis got two to three doses, which means the adverse events in the study represent a tiny portion of the injections, not the full number. It's a few injections that were studied to show that this was happening, not the 18 million. It made the fraction seem smaller by orders and orders of magnitude. Even worse, and this is what they did on purpose. This is why they're not stupid. Stupid people don't go cover their tracks this way. Evil people do. Even worse, they calculated the denominator of injections against the reports of menstrual irregularities using total number of adult doses. Meaning men were included in the equation of how common menstrual irregularities were. So for instance, one out of four becomes one out of eight. And this is still not enough. The Minister of Health also framed the findings as representing the entire population, hiding the fact that only one small HMO out of the four operating in Israel handed over the reports. Thus, the study covers only 15% of the population. Despite the uh, importance of this meeting, Dr. Sharon Aros Press head of health services in the Minister of Health, who signed on the contract with Pfizer, did not participate. The researchers have repeatedly asked Minister of Health officials to make sure that this so-called doctor gets these findings. I'm sure he's deeply interested, except he's not. Because he wants what's called in the world of politics, plausible deniability is what I imagine. So Dr. Fauci, so-called doctor, Tony Fauci, CCP Tony, he also doesn't want to turn over his communications on how he helped silence Americans. And for instance, how Dr. Simone Gold ended up in prison for reading a speech about COVID. The International Mockingbird Media continues its farce. This is from SGM World News. Breaking, medical experts have speculated that Queen Elizabeth II may have died of long COVID heart complications related to COVID. 
She was 96 years old. Maybe it was the injections. If something outside of being 96 caused her to die. They're still playing it. And the Israeli study, I mean, this, this Israeli release compared now to more news. These injections may be up to 98 times worse than the virus itself. I don't know how many times I was warned for saying, you can't go around saying these injections will probably kill more people than the COVID flu. And my response would be, I said probably. Based upon the signals. And we'll talk about this study because it's important. It's especially important since they're obsessed with finding a way to inject you with mRNA. They want that stuff in you now. And it's not even necessarily the mRNA. Because of the irregularities that are being found in people's blood, and I'm sorry, I am going to talk about it. I am not going to be afraid to talk about what's being found in people's blood. Well, but the experts don't ever say that to me because I'm just going to ask, how do you know they're experts? And then we go round and round and, and it's just, you, you can't have a winning argument based upon credentialism or appeals to authority. How obsessed are they with getting mRNA in your body? But for each, for each of the ways we know cancer today, we know we can change the trajectory. For example, to prevent cancers, scientists are exploring whether mRNA vaccine technology that brought us safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines could be used to stop cancer cells when they first arise. Safe and effective, says the figurehead. From the Epic Times, a team of nine experts from Harvard, Johns Hopkins, and other top universities have published a paradigm-shifting research about the efficacy and safety of the COVID-19 injections and why mandating these injections for college students is unethical. They state in the paper, there is no ethical paradigm that exists where it is ethical to force these kids to get these injections. The 50-page study, which was published on the Social Science Research Network at the end of August, analyzed CDC and industry-sponsored data on injections adverse events and concluded that mandates for these injections and these boosters for young people may cause 18 to 98 actual serious adverse events for each COVID-19-related hospitalization theoretically prevented. Theoretically the paper is co-authored by Dr. Stephen Baral, an epidemiology professor at Johns Hopkins University, surgeon Martin Adele Macri, MD, a professor at Johns Hopkins known for his book exposing medical malfeasance, including unaccountable what hospitals won't tell you and how transparency can revolutionize healthcare, and Dr. Vinayak Prasad, a hematologist oncologist, a professor of UC, um, a professor at the UCSF Department of Epidemiology and Biostatistics, as well as the author of over 350 academic and peer-reviewed articles. But they still insist on finding new ways to con people into getting injected with this stuff. The same will be true with fake meat. Watch. The United States... 
Department of Agriculture, the USDA, and this comes from a great longtime listener to this program, Arizona, Betty Red. Thank you, Red. The United States Department of Agriculture is encouraging people to register their gardens, their personal gardens, for something called the People's Garden. If you know anything about cultural revolutions, and that's what's being forced down the throats of America, that's why there's boots on the necks of Americans, because the global cultural revolution cannot have a strong America. It cannot have independent gun owners. Not as many as we have here. Same week that Visa and MasterCard have decided they're going to code gun purchases differently, which in and of itself isn't that much of a concern, but it's not in and of itself. Because what this will do is allow merchants, banks, online companies, others, platforms to say, no, we don't allow gun purchases. We're just private companies doing private company things. It's a database. The United States Department of Agriculture is encouraging people to register their gardens under the guise of a community program called the People's Garden. They're literally creating a map of anyone who grows their own produce. Guess what that map will be used for later? Well, it's the people's garden. It's not your garden. Now, truthfully, the, the Lord requires us to help feed the least of these, and those who will not work will not eat. And the Lord requires us to understand we're stewards. He invented food. He provides it all. We're stewards. We're managers. We're not owners. And... There's a long, long history of governments preparing to utterly crush populace, populists and populations to control every means of sustaining life. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and their good friends in the CCP have every intention of controlling the bulk of water rights. They're, they're getting there. Farm rights, farmland equal water rights. Water rights equals life. And with the coming railroad strike and perhaps a UPS strike, all this summer or all this, or this coming up maybe this winter. Wow, look at that. Winter, not a growing season. Can't ship foods from overseas. Farmers are being told you're going to have to get by in a quarter or, or so of the of the, um, the stuff, that, I'm, I'm turning into Joe Biden, <laughs> of the fertilizer, the stuff, you know, the stuff, fertilizer, of the fertilizer. They have huge cutbacks in that. And they intend to say, well, only factory meats, fake meats can make it through. It's, it's the only sustainable solution. Watch. So, with all of this, they're still persisting 
And with all of this, they're still being allowed to hide so much of what they've done. But there are doctors who continue to speak out. Dr. Meryl Nace making it absolutely clear that no one, no one should let their kids anywhere near these injections. If you live in the separate states of California, Oregon, or Washington, sorry, but your kids own their medical care. If they're 13, they can get injected with whatever they want. There's nothing you can do about it. You you don't have kids. In the separate states of Washington, Oregon, California, when they turn 13, you no longer have kids. You are no longer a parent. You are a bill payer. It's just like a woman is now a, um, a womb haver. Dr. Meryl Nass. In the United States, um, in order to license a vaccine or a drug, you have to prove that it works and that it's safe in humans. Um, for these vaccines, there, have been, there has been no testing in humans whatsoever. Um, the design of these vaccines was only developed two months ago, and FDA told the manufacturers what it wanted. And one month ago, the federal government uh, signed contracts for 105 million doses from Pfizer and 66 million from Moderna for a total of uh, about 171 million doses for the United States. And these are all for people age 12 and up for Pfizer aged 18 and up for Moderna. Believe it or not, they were only tested in mice. That's the only way you could get vaccine uh, into arms in a two month time frame. Now, basically, this would be completely illegal. But the way the FDA and CDC have gotten around that is by only issuing emergency use authorizations for these new vaccines. When you do that, there is no requirement that FDA inspect the factory. There is no zero quality requirement. They don't have to meet any standards. And there is absolutely no liability for the manufacturer or for the FDA or anybody else involved in the program. Uh, there's no liability for the doctors who administer it, for the buildings that you're in when you get it, et cetera. So basically, um, it, it's a sort of a Russian roulette. Um, you don't know what you're getting. You don't know whether one lot will be the same as another. And the and because the government is so anxious to get these doses into you, they've stopped counting doses. So what they're saying is even if you got three, four, five prior doses of COVID shots, that's okay. As long as two months has elapsed since your last dose, you can get one of these new boosters. The obsession with injecting everybody with this stuff by a date certain should alarm Everybody who thinks independently, because there is no world, there's no mathematical world or ethical world where this makes any sense. And the boss of Pfizer, Albert Berla, is repeating himself on a point he wants to make sure everybody understands it wasn't his idea. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Satan can't create. He can't have joy. He cannot love or imagine. He can deceive. He can murder. Uh, he can twist. 
And you know that he absolutely takes great, great joy in tormenting us, particularly when he can torment God's people. People who have taken the need of the Lord. It's easy to listen to this and become tormented. And yet, when I listen to this, what I'm trying very hard to do is I'm, I'm practicing this book I'm reading about practicing the presence of God. I'm going to imagine that we listen to this together with God. Because what he's quadrupling down on. <sighs> Tell me if when I play this for you, if you don't experience shades of I was only taking orders. Tell me if you don't experience that. What were the tests going on? What were the pharmaceutical tests that were going on with the prisoners? I don't know. I was only taking orders. Hey, coming up this Friday with Zach Abraham, um, you're not going to have a conversation about all of these factors. And I want to toss another one out there with Zach. Uh, and that is from an economic perspective, what would the, what would it be like for world economic bosses to have a world where there was only 500 million people? Because that's what the world economic forum says we need. And so what would that mean for them? Because I've always thought that if you're going to be a, a king, why not be a king of a bunch of people? Isn't that part of the thrill? So what would be the economic advantage to this? Or is it that they've bankrupted everything? Is it that they understand that the system, because of their theft and, and their thieving and, and lying, that this, the system will break? So they're trying to stay ahead of that. Fascinating discussion with Zach. The reason I can ask him these questions is he's not afraid to tell me. He's not afraid to say to me, brother, I don't think it's that. <laughs> come, off the, come off the ledge. I don't think it's that. But he's also not afraid to look truth in the face and say, yeah, that guy said that, that World Economic Forum's guy said, we're the new gods standing in front of a picture depicting the Lord Jesus. A 50-foot picture, I might add. See, this is the sort of truth-telling we experience with Zach. And again, it's only a brother, a true brother who loves you, who will tell you, Todd, no, it's, it's not that bad. Now, we live in a time of absolute uncertainty and volatility, no doubt. That means risk. When they founded Bulwark Capital Management, Zach and his wife, they placed a marker, and that marker is risk management. They did that because they watched the housing crash. They watched people. Zach was short on housing stocks. He called it right. He watched. And they said, know what? Our firm, Bulwark Capital Management, the, 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 the touchstone is risk management. In this time, if you are five to 10 years from retirement and your fund is not talking about the rigged financial system, if it's not talking about the coming energy catastrophe that the party has, in my judgment, engineered in Europe, if they're not talking about that with you, what do they think of you? If they're pretending all things are normal, are they truth tellers? If you're five to 10 years out from retirement, you really owe it yourself to, to yourself to get on the phone, 
with Zach Abraham's team at Bulwark Capital Management. They're at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. A kind note um, to add here, at the behest of our beautiful government, it says, and I quote, Investment advice can be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative check financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So this is the boss man of Pfizer. And he has said this before, but um, he goes further. You see, what he's saying is, it, don't blame me. Remember, the FDA says orange man bad made them do it. Remember that they were under extraordinary pressure from orange man bad to, to skip testing because of orange man bad. And here is the boss man of Pfizer who, by the way, could say no. I mean, I'm just a rodeo clown with a podcast Albeit, according to uh, a survey that Alyssa pulled, a, what's it called? Listen Up. It, it ranks podcasts. You're listening to a podcast that's in the top one half of 1% of all podcasts on the globe. I'm still just a rodeo clown, but I've already said no to ads for this cast. We've already had a company come to us and I've said, no, I can't. Not with that product. Pfizer could say no to the government. But that's not what uh, Albert wants everybody to think, Albert Borla. And I was surprised when they suggested to me that this is the way to go. And I questioned it. Uh, and I asked them to justify how can you say something like that? But they came and they were very, very convinced that this is the right way to go. They felt that the two years that, uh, of work on mRNA since 2018, together with BioNTech, to uh, develop a flu vaccine uh, made them believe that the technology is mature and we are at the cusp of uh, delivering a product. And so they convinced me. I, I follow my instinct that uh, they know what they are saying. They're very good. And uh, we made this very difficult decision. I follow my instinct uh, because they, they, they know what they're saying. They're very good. They have created diabetes. <laughs> they said cigarettes were good for you. They gave a Nobel Prize to a guy who hammered ice picks, who, who put an ice pick on top of someone's eye, lifted up their eyelid, slid the ice pick between their eye and their eyelid, pointed it at their frontal lobe, and then used a, uh, a hammer to hammer through their skull and sinus cavity and next to the sinus cavity into their skull, right into the frontal lobe where he scrambled their brain. And he won a Nobel prize. Pfizer has paid the biggest fines in the history of any company for malfeasance and lying and getting people killed. That man was responsible for a so-called vaccine for cows in Germany that ended up destroying decades of livestock. Yeah, they're very good. He was just taking orders. 
just like when he agreed to skip all the tests, just like when his company lied about humans being tested. There were no humans tested in the last round. Just like when they pretended pregnant women were tested, but women are not rats. They're not men either, but they're not rats. There were no women, pregnant women tested. It was rats. Just like when they hid the number of people who died during their trials after having been injected, hid that. Just like they poisoned the baseline data from the trials when they decided to give the placebo group access to the mRNA trash. But yeah, it was just the government. If you see this and you can understand it, then please give thanks to God. It has nothing to do with me. It's the, it's the stupidest thing on earth that I am in, involved with team reality. A lot of what I do is instinctual. It's pattern recognition. The Lord has led me through DC and through Silicon Valley and through Madison Avenue. And yeah, I've worked with some people who worked in the intelligence services at one of my companies. And I've got a lot of friends who are military analysts and, and God has blessed me with, with people far smarter than I am. But how insane is it that this vessel, this, this guy in a high mountains of Idaho is telling you things that your own mockingbird media won't. Dr. Merrill Nance said, oh, well, we can't sue the, uh, the buildings, the, the pharmacists, the doctors. You know who we can sue? The media. I mean it. They took government money. They continue to lie about these injections being safe and effective. I, I am firmly convinced that there's letters and emails between the FDA, um, the, the, the CDC, and big media saying, you got to say this about the injections. You got to run this piece of propo for us. What, you think that they left big media alone? They, they left TV and radio alone? I don't think so. They were working with social media. They were demanding that social media do things. You think they didn't make the same demands? Because they, with, with, with TV, they could just, TV and radio, they could say, or we could have the FCC come. Oh, you choose. Yeah, you could have a bunch of hosts questioning, questioning the injections and maybe the FCC will pop by and check your public file. I told you the story about how my friend who was a banker, a, a chief risk officer of a bank, how he contended before he took his own life, he contended that Jamie Dimon stole a bank, stole Washington Mutual. Zach Abraham has told the story from public record about this, how Jamie Dimon came in and was going to scoop that up for pennies on the dollar, but later turned into dimes on the dollar because people said, that's insanity. Okay, so insanity. Yeah, let's talk about insanity. Let's take a little bit of a glimpse into recent memory to compare to the current day. Recent as in 2020. Recent as when a doctor prior to this largely uncontroversial doctor named Dr. Thomas Binder, Thomas, Thomas Binder, decided to tell the truth about the COVID flu. And because he works in a country and lives in a country a little bit more owned by the party at this point than ours, guess what they did to him? And, and could I find a comparison for them doing this to people in the United States of America? I bet you can.
did I tell you? I tracked down the other culprits in why I put on a little bit of extra fat. I told you, right? Yeah, um, it was the oat milk. And I, I don't want to get into a lot of detail because, you know, body functions are body functions. Uh, but I will tell you that I have rid myself of a lot of water weight since I stopped having this silly oat milk in my delicious bone frog coffee. And that water weight, man, that's significant. Just ask my sleep habits, if you know what I mean. There's probably within you, if you've struggled to take off the last 20 pounds, because a lot of times when we talk about soda weight loss, at sodaweightloss.com, we talk about the big numbers like mine, 150 pounds of unwanted fat. And, and honestly, who does want 150 pounds of fat on their body? Who? Um, we sometimes ignore that bothersome last 20 or 30. I bet you there's a trigger. I bet you there's something that's locking that to you. I bet you it might be that you lost the fat too quickly. And one of the things you can do with soda weight loss, which you don't talk about enough, is going for the last bothersome 20 or 30 pounds. And if you lose that, you drop that unwanted fat in the right way, man, that's unlikely to boomerang. So you go to sodaweightloss.com and you tell them it's just 20 or 30 pounds. And what I love about these guys, the base of the reason I love these guys is they're scientific. Soda stands for state of the art, S-O-T-A. They put themselves up for a form of peer review that's open, open reviews. Google reviews, they got an average 4.8 out of five stars. It's 7,000 reviews now, over 7,000. They themselves track their science. How? Because science matters. Good science has good p-values, able to predict outcomes. When you call them and you guys have this first conversation with the nutritionist, they're going to tell you, okay, so 20, 30 pounds, uh, here's how quickly you can drop that unwanted fat. Why do they do that? Because it proves that they know their stuff and it also allows you to budget for what it's going to cost for the foods and the support and the cooking classes and the cooking videos. And, and please don't overlook the audio programs. There's Christian audio programs for meditation, Christian versions uh, that will help you program yourself out of these food triggers that I bet is why you're holding on to this fat. It's sodaweightloss.com. S-O-T-A weightloss.com. Thomas Binder decided to tell the truth about the COVID flu and then just the funniest, funniest thing happens. Just so hilarious. When they arrested me, I realized that they want to arrest me because uh, when, I, when I worked on Saturday, Saturday evening in my practice, uh, I wanted to make a coffee and there I saw through the entrance door that is uh, made of glass. So I saw the policemen, 10 on, on the stairs that go up and 10 on the stairs that go down with the machine guns like this. And then I could go back to my computer and post uh, an emergency statement. So in, in the sense of help, the, the police is, is, is coming after me. I will be arrested. They, they didn't know how to how to uh, deal with me, so they, they pulled me into closed psychiatry. And then this colleague, uh, well, she decided. But the first question she asked she asked me was, uh, "What is the date?" And I said, uh, "April 11th, 2020." And then the third question was, "What is the current year?" 
Well, and then, I mean, this was not very intelligent, but you must understand this was a kind of silent protest. I answered 1984. <laughs> and uh, well, I guess, I don't know whether she didn't understand it or and then it continued like this. And in the end, she wrote the diagnosis, Corona Insanity. So she invented a new diagnosis for me, Corona Insanity. Wait, so you were, insanity. wait a minute. You were diagnosed with Corona Insanity? Yeah, in her, in her, in, in, the, in, 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 in what she wrote, in the report she wrote, there is Corona Insanity. <laughs> See, I told you, it's funny. I mean, that's, that's Johnny Carson. That, that's, that's some funny, funny stuff. Well, unless it's you. Yeah, but that's Germany. I mean, Albert Bauerla gets to say, I was just following orders. That doctor, he, he can't. He's, a, he, he's a, a physician in his own clinic. He doesn't get to say he was following orders, so they arrest him. And, and, and this, this colleague of his pretends he has corona insanity. Chris... Uh, what's is, is a favorite writer of mine? He's uh, a Substack writer. He came with oh Chris Bray. <laughs> we'll talk about this next hour, but he's written a piece called "Precedented: New Era, Old Dynamics," and it just reminded me here: <laughs> kings used to put people away for being insane. The man in the iron mask is a story of a king who jettisoned a rival and welding him into a mask, pretending he was insane. What? You, you question the king? You're insane. He writes, as the Justice Department of a Democratic administration raids the homes of the opposition leader and serves dozens of subpoenas on his supporters, Tucker Carlson nails the meaning. It's a political operation aimed at disincentivizing future participation in politics. Merrick Garland's a completely shameless political operative using power against enemies. But Chris Bray writes, it's not unprecedented. It's amply precedented to return to a version of more or less normal. The great Thomas Sowell has made similar points. Remember this, folks. Freedom is not the natural state of things. Dr. Walter Williams said that. He was a, a also, um, well, he was an august and important professor of economics and a brilliant man and had a great bit of enjoyment filling in for Rush Limbaugh where Dr. Walter Williams um, created the, what was it? Oh, um, he would send you a, a certificate absolving you of guilt for his slavery. He would, no, really, when you called Russia's show, if you got on the phones, Dr. Williams would send you this. You could, it was like a degree. You could hang it on your wall. Walter Williams said freedom is not the natural state of things. And he's right. Was. He's, he's gone to the Lord. But he's, he was right. But that's Germany. They've got the Stasi and the secret police in their blood. Nothing like that would ever happen here. Except that they're trying to take away Dr. Ryan Cole's immunological practice. Except the state of California wants to make it a felony for doctors to question the injections. They want to make it a felony for doctors to question other doctors. 
Well, which doctor wins? Guess. The ones that work for the party. State of Washington. The former state, separate country. They have a medical accountability board. I forget the official name of this, um, of this ridiculous Faustian, in, or not Faustian, but for, for this invention. But they have said, we'll steal the licenses of doctors who question the injections. You're a pharmacist? You want to remain a pharmacist? Then you will not explain the risk profile with this. These injections. You don't get to do that. Which brings us to Dr. Simone Gold. <laughs> Once again, a previously... Well, I mean, all due respect to Dr. Simone Gold, not a, a, a household name. She came to attention because she said, stop killing people. Give them early treatment. Stop sending them home to die. Stop sending them home to get sicker. Tell them about high dose intravenous vitamin C and high dose vitamin D. Tell them about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Tell them about nebulizers. Tell them about these things. No, we prefer that they go home to die until they come back desperate for the injections. She's invited by President Trump to speak at a rally. She shows up. The rally ends early because of the somewhat engineered chaos at the Capitol because we know that there were FBI agents in there and informants agitating this helping people who probably did have the intent. Some people went there with the intent to do this. The FBI helped them. The Capitol Police let them in. We know the story. So the rally gets shut, uh, cut short. She doesn't get to speak in front of the big crowd. She knows there's a bunch of people there who want to hear her speak. So she goes to the Capitol and she's let in. Police are letting people in. She stands in the rotunda. She doesn't enter any offices. Obviously, she doesn't break anything. She doesn't hurt anybody. She stands in the rotunda and she reads the speech that people came to hear and she left. And for that, she's been in prison. And she was recently let out. I want to say thank you to so many people, but I really do want to call out, especially some of the people from some of the nations across our beautiful planet that took the time and the trouble to write to me. So my friends in Japan, arigato for your support. My friends in Germany, danke schön. My friends in France, merci. My friends in Israel, toda My Arabic friends. Uh, and this goes on France. for quite a while and she thanks people in a lot of separate languages. She's pretty good at it. And she's making a point. This is not a United States struggle. This is a global struggle. I detest repeating myself because I put myself in your position. And so I apologize for repeating myself, but this is this, we've said this so often. I beg you to take a step and just think of this. Just please think of this. You're living through a massive global psyop. I had a meal a few, you know, a little while ago with some guys who are experts in prepping environments. Prepping environments is a military thing. And they both said, this is absolutely PSYOP 101. All of it. All of the crises being brought about at the same time. All of the scare tactics. All of the uncertainty. 
There are stupid people in the so-called public health system. There are also very, very smart, hugely evil, in my judgment, people helping Satan. They don't know that. Some of them probably do know that. I mean, the DNC is using the pentagram now in their logo. No, they're actually using the pentagram in their logo. They are. We'll put it in the show notes. But the, oh, wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear three masks. You don't need a mask. Oh, these are safe and effective. Oh, these aren't safe and effective. Oh, you can go here without a mask. You could walk into a restaurant. You have to wear the mask when you walk in, but not when you sit at the table. That stuff is used to break minds. It's made, it's made to, meant to make people uneasy. And what they're really telling you is you'll do what we tell you. Which brings us now to Dr. Tony Fauci. Who's been subpoenaed? Fauci, give us your documents. The communications between you and big tech. And he has demurred. The gentleman demurred. Well, I, I, would, I would like to do that, uh, but I'd rather not. At least Rand Paul is all over Fauci. It's going to have to be other people who get all over Big Pharma. You know, I think that all of America should be appalled that America's doctor, the leading expert on COVID and public health, doesn't want to divulge information, doesn't want to divulge his communications with big tech. But it goes even beyond that. The last time I had him in a hearing, we told him that through freedom of information, we discovered that 193 NIH scientists had taken, no, it was 1,800 scientists had taken $193 million in royalties. And his response was, not that I'll look into it and I'll reveal it. His response was, by law, we don't have to tell you which companies gave us, how many royalties, and to which scientists. So this is a guy that his modus operandi is to cover up and try to not allow any sunshine on any of his activities. That should be a tip-off as to his motives. Well, it should be. And those of us who have been blessed uh, with the ability to stand on the Word of God and to live within it know who operates in darkness. For God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. We know who is a liar and a thief and a murderer, who has no truth in him. We know these things. We know throughout world history that powerful people have teamed up against the people, and to say that doesn't happen anymore is absolute buffoonery. And it will come out. It's coming out now. Praise God, it's coming out now. It is extraordinary. The efforts they've made to lock down communications, it's extraordinary what gets out. But please understand this. There's one side of America who sees things, and the other side is being so utterly lost to lies. It is so vital that we get our friends who aren't yet lost a foundation on which to stand. It is so vital that they understand these times are foretold. It's so vital to have them understand there is a long historical precedent for sexually mutilating children. There is a long historical precedent for wanting to distort the human body. I mean, my goodness gracious, that's, that's, that happened in the time of the Lord. The Gnostics hated the human body. They thought it was filthy from the start. 
And they contend that the Lord Jesus never took human form because that would have made him awful. But the, the scriptures tell us, of course, he took human form. It's so vital that we get people to a position where they have a foundation of truth to understand that people who lie and won't stop, they're not stupid. They're evil. People who lie to deceive, to twist, to put people into forms of slavery, they are so counter to the word of God that it is, it is well, it's biblical. It's coming out. This is Dr. Paul Alexander, who worked for President Trump, who has been a whistleblower from day one about the COVID lies, who's been with the truckers in Canada. He talks about a conversation he had with Dr. Redfield, who quit and then started to tell truth again about the COVID flu. He quit when they started uh, trying to force kids to, to take this stuff. That's when Dr. Redfield quit, and he started to say, kids are not affected by this disease. I think that may have been the moment where his morality woke up. I think that may have been the moment where God spoke to him and said, Bob, are you really going to now inject children with this? Dr. Paul Alexander talks about a conversation they had. So I asked him, I said, so Dr. Redfield, can you tell me, can I, can I get an example of the science and the studies that the CDC um, used to make that social distancing six feet, et cetera? And uh, he had come to our office to have a discussion with a couple of my bosses. And I was there in part of the meetings. So I was walking with him after the, the, the meeting. And um, he looked at me in a, in a, and, and we got along well. And he chuckled and he said, Paul, science, this, this is para. What he said, science, uh, there was no science. We made it up. And I was stunned. I stood there and I looked and said, Dr. Redford, what do you mean made it up? And like, I was laughing. And he said, well, you know, some people talk 12 feet, some said nine, some said one, some countries talked about three feet. It looked like six feet would have worked. And uh, so we went with six feet. And um, when I started to share this information that I was so stunned and I couldn't understand how United States, we made a six-feet policy that businesses closed forever because of the six-feet policy. People couldn't hold on in their businesses to have six feet between the 12 chairs that they had in their restaurant. They had to close. And those, some of those business owners self-harmed. We knew because the data was coming from the states up to our office at the HHS first before we wound it up to the White House. And I can tell you, they have business owners that committed suicide. Because of that six feet rule, it eventually destroyed their lives and their livelihood. And the reality about it, even Scott Gottlieb, I believe, not I believe, I heard him say that once in a press release recently, more recently, that the six feet rule was arbitrary and just made up. So I was vindicated because that was the fact. And it's really shocking that the CDC, et cetera, made policy like that that affected the lives. It was not based on science. When Dr. Walensky came on the news last week, week before, and stated that, you know, CDC, we've made, um, at some point she said really um, dramatic mistakes. Yep, she also admitted that she knew the injections wouldn't stop transmission or infection. She admitted that, it would, that two weeks wasn't the goal, two weeks. She admitted all of this, it's coming out. The same company, Pfizer, who helped with this, designed and helped code the injection passports in China two years before the COVID flu. Well, before they announced the COVID flu. That's the same company that, by the way, at Pfizer has a fellowship. Uh, whites and Asians cannot apply. 
Yeah, if you're white or you're Asian, you can't apply for this fellowship. That's blatantly illegal. It goes to the rot at the top. Now, this is the frightening part to me. The rage that is building. See, I could do another hour on new studies. I could go through a new, it's a New England Journal of Medicine study. It shows that the Pfizer injections, the effectiveness such that there ever is any, and there's this afterglow effect for a little while. It, what it's just doing is it's creating um, antibodies, but not even, not even full antibodies, just to the spike protein. And that lasts for a little while and then it's gone. And people are more likely to get the, the, the COVID flu because this, this is a, I mean, this is a series of studies that prove this. A New England Journal of Medicine study shows that the injections destroy, <laughs> destroy any protection a person would have had from natural immunity. This is about the fifth or sixth study that shows this. What did telling people to eat sugar instead of fat get us? A nation of obese people and diabetics. What do obese people and diabetics use more of? Pharma. What has happened with obese people and diabetics? They live longer. What does that do to Medicaid and Medicare and Social Security? It drains it. What is the World Health Organization's position on whether or not we should have um, the number of people that we do. No, that's right. They, they believe that we should kill 6 billion people equitably and slowly, but ultimately kill them. <laughs> the pieces all fit, and I'm worried about the rage that's built. They're going to use it. They're going to steer it. Politics is jujitsu, mental jujitsu. Culture wars are mental jujitsu. You prod and you affront and you belittle and you take and you slap and you rape and you burn all the while saying, I know you think I'm raping you, but I'm not. I know you think I just shut your business down, but I didn't. I know you think I'm slapping you right now, but I'm not. I know you think you're going to do something, but you're not. And that rage builds. And trust me, well, that's a terrible thing to say. Be aware that it's building on the left. They believe. They believe. The injections work. They believe. Jan 6 was worse than 9-11. They believe cops were murdered there. They do. They believe cops were murdered. They believe Trump ordered it. They believe the whole crowd was armed. They still believe that there is no Hunter Biden laptop. They live in lies. They're going to use the rage. 
This is a New York City firefighter. Okay, I gave my best years to this city. 20 years, from 21 to 41, and then they take it away at the peak of my earning career. I made it to captain. I went through that process. You should, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Eric Adams is going to be on the wrong side of history. The people who look by are the same people who thought slavery was okay. Uh, the same people much. who thought segregation in Shea Stadium was okay. Thank, thank you very okay? much, Okay, you sir. segregated us. I was allowed to work in okay. this city, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant thank in this you. city. Thank you very much. I was allowed to work through the pandemic, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant. Okay. I could you. wear the uniform, go to a burning building, okay. but not eat here. Thank you What's wrong much, with you people? Trust the science. Thank you, you guys sir. are f***ed up. They're going to use the rage if we let them use the rage. That means if we become enraged. Let us not become enraged. There is such a thing as just war. What is it? Don't know. I believe the Lord will reveal it to us. I'm not wise enough to say that has to be God. But remember that clip of the CEO of Pfizer, the boss man of Pfizer? I said I was going to listen to that as if I was sitting with the Lord. I can't think like God, nor can you. None of us can. Our, our minds are too finite. But based upon the word of God and what I've learned as it become discipled, as we close out, let's listen to this clip, and it does enrage me, and I can't let it. Let's listen to it knowing that God hears it too knowing that God listens better than we do, knowing that he already knows. And I was surprised when they suggested to me that this is the way to go. And the Lord could look at that and say, you know, Albert, in my word, there's a story of Ananias and his wife. They had promised to give a lot of money to the early church. They promised my apostle Peter to do that. They lied. I revealed it to them. First Ananias lied. Oh, no, no, that's all the money we got selling the land. The apostle Peter said, why are you lying? And Ananias dropped dead. And then they brought his wife in and said, is this all the money you got for selling the land? And she said, yes, it is. Well, there lies the body of your husband and now you. And they died as liars. And I questioned it. Uh, and I asked them to justify, how can you say something like that? But they came and they were very, very convinced that this is the right way to go. And were you convinced? Is that why you changed the data? Is that why you lied? Is that why you didn't test it on pregnant women, but used rats? And I can see the Lord weeping. He doesn't want to send people to hell. They felt that the two years that, uh, of war on mRNA since 2018, together with BioNTech, to uh, develop a flu vaccine. And did that flu vaccine work? Was it effective? No. Uh, made them believe that the technology is mature and we are at the cusp of uh, delivering a product. Um, so they convinced me. I, I follow my instinct that uh, they know what they are saying. They're very good. And uh, we made this very difficult decision. But you lied, and you're lying now. And the Lord knows the whole play, the whole ending. 
He doesn't send anybody to hell. He can just look at Albert and say, I wish you had repented. I wish you had repented. Okay, I gave my best years to this city, 20 years from 21 to 41, and then they take it away at the peak of my earning career. That man's not lying. That's righteous indignation. And it's rage. The Lord is coming back as a judge. The Lord Jesus returns as a judge. He's going to handle the people who refuse to repent. Let us have comfort in that. For his grace alone is sufficient. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And when the feelings of rage pop up because they're bound to, let's just use an exercise. Let's just together just picture Jesus sitting there with us. Man, I sound like a... My daughter said the other day, you've turned into that guy from the, from the Simpsons, his neighbor. Man, I'm not as ripped as he is. Please, let's remember to imagine the Lord Jesus sitting there with us.